So far, we have established that in order for revival to take place, um, we have to stop being selfish. Amen. We have to stop being selfish uh, and we have to actually be the type of people that are willing to give up our possessions. Amen. So that we can uh, glorify God. Amen. We've been talking about that. And I told you about the revival of 1858 uh, in America, how uh, there was a revival that broke out because the people were coveting. And as a result of that, what we find is that the remedy to that was learning how to give. See, if you hold on to everything, it proves that you are where your heart is. And the the key thing about giving is the fact that giving must come from a heart that says, God, I love you. All right. So that's one thing we want to remind ourselves of. Right. So if you have a handout, we we talked about last uh, Tuesday night, we talked about we looked at Leviticus chapter 27 and we were talking about what does the Bible say about tithing and in Leviticus 2730, we saw that the land, I'm sorry, the ground, I'm sorry, the land, the seed, the, uh, the seed, the tree, and the fruit all belongs to God. So I want to just tell you this. Everything that you have belongs to God. You may think it's yours, but God says it's mine. I created it. Amen. Evolution didn't do it. Amen. It did, the Big Bang didn't cause it. Everything that you possess, everything that you have belongs to God and God has allowed you, amen, to be a what? A steward over it. All right. So today we want to look at, I want to just look at your handout here. It says, what does the Bible say about the tithe? Now we looked at Leviticus 27. I want to go to Malachi, if you would. Malachi Chapter 3. And remember, I gave you the context on, uh, on, um, on Tuesday night. The, the people of God and, and the reason the people of God were not doing, one of the reasons that the people of God were not doing what they were supposed to do is because they had, in the, they had, they had walked away from God and then the priest was not upholding the standard. Here's the thing. If as your pastor, I do not teach you the principles of being blessed, amen, then how can you be blessed? You see, because as a believer in Jesus Christ, when we come to Christ, we don't know what to do. So what we need, we need what? We need instructions. We need, we need the man of God to teach us. And so there's no reason to dance around the issue or not talk about the issue. The issue is real. What's real about the issue? The issue is this, that it's important that you learn now what God says about the tithe. And I believe that as we learn about the tithe, you know, the Jewish child learned how to tithe from a, from a, from a, from a, from a, from a young age. As a matter of fact, the Jewish child would have 
the new t- the uh, first five books of the Bible memorized by the time he was he or she was fifteen. So, because the word of God was important, and they lived according to the word, right? So, Malachi chapter three and verse ten. Look what it says. It says, "Bring." The what? I'm, I don't want to deal with the, with the verse prior because I just want to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to, the, to that verse, but, but I want to deal with this verse 10 first. He says, bring the what? All right. So you got to catch that word right there. The whole tithe into the what? Now, what do you think the storehouse is? The church or back then it was what? The temple. Right now, 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 listen, they took tithing very seriously in the Old Testament. They listen, it was a requirement in the law. It was it was law. Now, the question that we're asking today from our from our last week's lesson is, is tithing biblical? I mean, agree it's biblical. It's biblical, right? Is it still required today? Some may differ. There are some well-noted scholars, as I wrote here, there are some sincere Bible scholars who teach that tithing is an Old Testament principle with little value for New Testament Christians. It would seem that their reason for such positions are threefold. Therefore, Let us, we're going to ask three questions about that. And that's what we're going to go over, all right? But Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be what? Food in my house. Now, let's, let's explore this culturally, all right? Culturally and contextually, all right? Watch this. Why, why was there, why was it necessary for there to be food in God's house? (laughs) Nope. Nope. Some of it was for the poor. Yeah. But he says, so that there may be food in my house. How many of you got food in your house right now? Got some food in your refrigerator. Amen. Uh, you got, you got some, come on, come on and talk back to me. Come on, talk back to me to take care of the priest. You know why? Because the priest did not have a portion in the land distribution. When God distributed the land to Israel and he gave all the tribes certain areas, he says the tribe of Levi would not receive any land because their portion is God. I would, I would rather be that, that be my portion. So he says, as a result of that, the tithe now belongs to them. You need to get this. You need to get this. So the next time your friends, your family members, or your, uh, you know, whatever, say, The church just wants your money. You got to tell them you got to get that right. Because that's not a true statement. 
You see, because the man of God, the priest, ministered before God, his primary duty. Listen, he didn't have a part-time job. He was not what we call bivocational. Most pastors today are bivocational. In other words, they have a job and then they have another job of the church. And, and really, it's not supposed to be like that. Now, let me just put a disclaimer right there. There are some who have taken advantage of that privilege. And you see them on television and things like that. But there are some who are doing it for the glory of God. And so, so when they tithe, they would bring in the tithe into the storehouse. This is the, this is the purpose of the tithe. Look what he says. So that there may be food in my house. Notice whose house we're talking about. Whose house? Come on, say God's house. Whose house? Not Run's house, but God's house. Amen. Whose house? God's house. And whenever... Listen, let me ask you this. Have you ever been without food? Anybody? I, I'm talking about what you really want to eat. You know, I mean, you know, you may have been without food, period. Not a good feeling then. Come on, y'all. And those of you who can say, I've never been without because I can whip something up. You know, a little leftovers, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But oftentimes, the, the house of God has nothing. Ain't that something? And, and I want to say this to you. How we treat God's house is a reflection of what we believe about God. Now, now, listen, a lot of teachers out here today, and, and I'm, I'll tell you my position, I believe in grace giving. But I also believe in the tithe. Because I believe that whatever God declares holy, come on somebody, is holy. It doesn't stop being holy just because. Now, the purpose of the tithe, and we're asking the question, is tithing biblical? And is tithing, amen, just an Old Testament principle with no value for the New Testament Christian? All right? Now, watch this. Watch this. Oh, man. He says, so that it, there may be food in my house, and watch the next part of the verse. He says, and do what? Ah, stop right there. This is the only place in scripture where God says to test me. You know, I believe God has the financial key, the, the, fi the keys 
to the financial mystery. I started to think about this last night. If you were to give yourself to something and it would become very prosperous, it would require your time. As a matter of fact, it would take you out of church altogether. But God's financial plan, Deacon, is one that will not cause you to compromise what you believe. And I believe that if you're not benefiting from the tithe, it's probably a heart issue. Because if you're doing it faithfully, and you say, well, I, I'm not being blessed. Here's the thing. You are not lacking anything. You see, and I believe that as, as believers, what we do is we overlook the, 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 the everyday things that we come to take for granted like food. Come on, somebody. The person that does not give to the Lord's work And, and I believe, as a pastor, I, I have compared people to say, okay, let me see if this principle works. And I've watched people who don't give, and I watch people who do give, and there's a total opposite in their lives. We don't give just to be blessed. That's not why we're giving. Wrong motives. Do you know why we give? Okay, because it's scripture. Being obedient. Command. Okay, so here's what I want you all to do for me. From now on, we're going to scratch that out of our vocabulary. Because remember, we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. So I need you to scratch that out of your vocabulary. I'm not doing this because God told me to do it. I do it now because I love God. I do it out of love. Let me ask you something. Right? Do you remember, your, do you remember when you... When you uh, <laughs> remember when your children was born? Those of you who have children... Right? What's the first thing you started doing from the moment that child came on this earth? Because you had to? I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. I could I just can't hear you, y'all. Oh, 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 it just naturally came out of you, right? Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I listen, when God saved you. As a matter of fact, before you were in your mother's womb, before you were born, he had that, he's been given to you. And he's been taking care of you. And he's been, he's been, listen, when you made bad decisions in life, he helped you along the way. You may not have thought it was God. You may have thought it was you, but it was God who was taking care of you all this time. 
Are y'all with me? So when we give back to God, all we're saying is, I love you. See, if I give out of love, it's, watch this, it's more enjoyable rather than I have to. So we're striking that out from now on. While we're worshiping, that's right, that's right. We're going to do that. We're going to. Amen. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, exactly. To get us in the, see, so, so what we're going to do is we, we have to change. This is why I brought back the walking around, bringing the tithe, because I believe that when you bring something, and even if you don't have anything, you still come around here and you present yourself before God. And you say, God, the next time that you bless me, Amen. I'm going to bless you, Lord. Because I love you. Because you said to me that you said to me in your word. Now, here's the thing. Now, here's the the piece that you got to get on this. He says, test me. I don't know about you. You know, here's the thing. I've tried prayer. It works. How many know prayer works? Amen. If you don't pray, something wrong. You can walk around this life without talking to God and you'll find out how dark life really is. Because I was there. But watch this. You pray. I've tried prayer. I've tried Jesus. Come on, somebody. Yeah, how many tried Jesus? Is he all right? Isn't he all right? Isn't he powerful? Come on, in spite of what you're going through, hey, he's all right, ain't he? I've tested him in those areas. Come on, somebody. I've, I'm a, let me ask that question. How many read his word? You've tried that, didn't you? Have you tried his word? Have you tried to stand on a promise? Did it work? Did, did it really work? It never fails, right? So the question I have is if God says, test me in tithing, he makes it very specific. Watch this. You ready for this? He commands us to pray, but he encourages us to test him in tithing. Test me. Test me. Try try it. Just, just, just try it. Listen, 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 listen. Let me, let me grab this here. He said, he said, he said, test me. Oh, man. I'm talking to somebody here this morning. I'm talking to you right now. I want to tell you something. The problem may be that you haven't tested him. You haven't really tried him in this area. Amen. That that word that word means to try, but it also means when you try him, he will prove 
Hallelujah. That he's powerful. Do I have anybody here who was a, who was a non-believer in the tithe? And, 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 and let me say this to you. And, and you tried, you tested him in the tithe? T- t- tell me about it. T- tell me about it. Just real quick. You got a minute. Okay, uh, throughout life, you know, although I've heard about tithing in the tent, uh, but I feel like I can't afford this, so I didn't give my full tithe. If I gave anything, it was just a little donation, I'd say, a little offering. But uh, but I have to say, and even after I came here to, to the vision, I still kind of had that mind. And you're reading it, and I feel like it was true because you read it out of the Bible, but I just felt like, oh, I can't afford that. But, 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 but in, in any case, make it short. Key word. <laughs> People always think I that they it. cannot afford, I can't afford to it. tithe, but you cannot afford not to tithe. <laughs> Say, but I don't know if this might not have been right, but I started off by giving more than I usually would. Like if I gave five, I might have gave ten the next time, then up to twenty, and then finally. But I, I think it was somewhere around the time when you said about uh, just try it, you know, just give it a try. And so anyway, one week I did give my full tenth. And I think, I think I, ever since then I've been, been tied incorrectly. I think there might have been a couple of times when I've had to go short a little bit or miss, miss a week. But, but I have to say I've been doing, been able to tie it and haven't missed a beat. And it, it feels good. Give me a hand, y'all. And, and that's a testimony from a non-tither. Now a tither. Praise God. Give God a hand clap praise for that. Give God a hand clap praise. Give God a hand clap praise for that. Okay? Because I was the same way. But I want to say this to you. You tried him and you've been blessed. Do you miss it? Now it's just like clockwork. It just comes out. You said something very powerful, my friend. You weren't given the whole tithe. You were given what you thought you could afford, and that wasn't sacrificial. Remember, we use that word. Amen. But it belongs to God, right? It belongs to God, and it's holy. But God says, I want you to try me, and then here's what I want you to do. I want you to examine your life to see if there's a change. That is why I I give the 90-day challenge. That if you tithe for 90 days, and if God does not bless you, we'll give it all back to you. And guess what? I've held to that principle, and I haven't had to give nothing back yet in 11 years. I haven't had anybody come to me and say, Pastor, you know what? This, this, This just ain't working. Even if they were not, because see, when you give, you have to give by faith. Keep me on time, y'all. 945, okay? Somebody keep me, keep me on time because I got, got excited, okay? Amen. Look, look what he said. Look what he said. He says, test me now in what? In this. Says who? The Lord of hosts. Watch this now. 
Watch this now. You got to watch this now. The Bible is powerful. He says, and I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to get back on my sheet. Should I do it now? If. You know, if here is in the first class condition. So in other words, it's if and it's true. Now watch where I'm going with this. It is true because God says it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. God says, test me. Now I want to say to somebody here today, you can try God with every with any other thing in your life. You could try him by, you know, being faithful to him, serving him. Try him. Because when you try Jesus, you won't try nobody else. I want to tell you something. This Jesus stuff is not just something we plan. He's real. And, and just like you've said, my brother, you, you started and you hadn't stopped. You know why you haven't stopped? Because you have been a recipient, watch this, of God's windows of blessings opening up in your life. You know heaven has windows, right? You say, what? Heaven's got, heaven got windows. I wonder how big those windows are. I wonder if it had blinds. I don't want my window to be this small. <laughs> I want my window to be the whole wall. But watch what he says. Watch what he says here. Watch what he says in the text. He says, he says, if, if after you've tested him, it's, it's, this is called a conditional promise. Are you following me? A conditional promise. He says, if I will not open for you. Now, I don't know. This is English, right? It says windows, doesn't it? If I will not open up the what? The windows of who? You want to know why a lot of people, you know what that, you know what in the Hebrew, what this word windows mean? Oh my gosh. You know, I'm going to start getting some illustrations on the screen to show you this stuff. You know what it means? You ready for this? It means a floodgate. Open the floodgates of heaven. And let it rain. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Open the flood. He says, he says, if you test me. <laughs> if you just test me. Come on, keep coming. If you just test me. <laughs> he says, I will open up the floodgates of what? 
And he says, what did he say? Here's what I want you to understand. God holds your blessings in his hands. Why am I not getting it? Why why is it taking so long? Check your heart. Check your consistency. Check your accuracy. You said a key thing. I must give the whole tithe. Not what I feel on the gross and not the net. See, when I when I look at my financial forecast and it doesn't match up, I'm saying, okay, what did I do? Did I do the net or I did the gross? I need the flood. How many need the floodgates? Oh. He says, I will pour you out a blessing until Until, until it overflows. In other words, I need the floodgates of heaven to open up in my life today. Because I need the kind of blessing where I can't even stand it. Listen, that's what that word, that word, that word there means having no lack at all. Now, this passage was written to Israel. Does it have any significance to us? I believe the principle is still alive today. And so no longer will we say, I got to give anymore. I love God, so I will give. But I'm giving because I understand I need the floodgates. If the windows of heaven's, heaven is shut right now. See, see what, what they don't tell you about the window is, right, when you open it, It could either be this much open. It could be halfway open. Or it can go all the way up. And some of us are just experiencing just a little bit of breeze. Because we're just doing enough. But God is saying, test me. Try me. Give it a try. For the next 90 days, give, watch this, the whole tithe. The whole tithe. Try it. Try it and see if he's real. You say, I I don't know, you know. You know, we gave our first fruit offerings at the beginning of the year. We did that by faith. 
And guess what? We have seen blessings pour out in our lives. That's just the first fruit offering. But God says, if you bring the tithe, I will show you something. I will open up those windows. Listen, either the window's going to be half open or it's going to be all the way open. I need it all the way open. I need the floodgates to come out in my life. Watch this. Watch this. Let's go back to our handout. So the first question is, is tithing legalistic? You know what legalistic is, right? What is legalism? If you turn the back of your page, it says here, what is legalism? Legalism means to require certain works as prescribed in the law as a requirement for salvation. It is to teach that the specific law must be kept in order to be acceptable to God. Defending against legalism should never be used as an excuse to take away the responsibility, duties, commitments, or opportunities of the New Testament Christian. The law is a mirror to help us see the responsibilities of the Christian life. Back in front it says, those who say tithing is legalistic, see the New Testament Jew tithing only because the law required it. They would further say the New Testament Christian, underline that for me, lives under what? Grace and not the law. Therefore, Giving is determined, watch this, underline it. If we're no longer under law, but we're under grace, then giving is determined where? In the what? In the heart, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, prompted by what? Explain that to you. So, okay, we're no longer under the law, and we are no longer under the law, by the way. We're we're under what? Grace. Do you know what grace means? Get something you don't deserve. You're no longer under obligation, okay? But in the Old Testament, when they introduced the tithe, I showed you the 20% interest that you had to pay if you redeemed a portion of your tithe, right? I showed you this and I showed you what God says. But here's the thing. They, were, they had what, what we say a, a guide, okay? The nature of the tithe never changed. What, was, what is the nature of the tithe? It's what? No, no, no. It's what? It's holy. It's holy. Now watch this. This is going to mess you up. Watch this. So if I'm no longer required to do it, but I'm under grace, 
right? So here's, here's what I want to say to you. I will never say to any one of you here that if you don't give, God's going to curse you. I'm not going to say that to you. You know why I, why I won't say that? Because you, you'll find that out for yourself. You, you, but remember, Old Testament. That's Old Testament. We're New Testament now, so we're under grace. But, but see, here's the, here's the tricky thing about grace. The thing about grace is you have to do it voluntarily. How many of you ain't got no discipline? <laughs> In some areas. I, I, I'll say that. Some areas, I have no discipline, right? Watch this. How many of you have done this? You've taken out your tithe. You purpose in your heart to give it. You put it in your Bible. You put it in your mattress. You put it somewhere. And then something comes up. And, and because you didn't have the discipline, what did you do? Not just save it, you went into the Lord's money. And you spent it. His thing. And God allowed you to still get up. Uh, he still allowed you to pay your car note. But here's the thing, though. When you're living on what is time? When you're living on what I call borrowed grace. You're going to have, write this down, I'm close. I'm done. You're going to have only just enough. So in other words, rather than having an extra, you'll always have just enough to pay the bills. Just enough to do this. Just enough to do that. Because... You are not following the biblical principle of tithing. Not that you're under obligation. So from now on, we are no longer going to say, I have to tithe. I'm commanded to tithe. No, I give because I am under grace. And I give from a heart that says, I love God. Give God a hand clap.